everybody and welcome to another exciting edition of Words, Images, and Worlds. On this episode, I am delighted to be taking a short fiction focus, a short story focus with author Ben Laurie. Ben, thank you for jumping in and thank you for joining. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. My pleasure. I think that, you know, the, there's a world of books out there, but one of the things that really helped me notice um, Tales of Falling or Flying initially was the Bradbury quote on the front that uh, I don't remember it off the top of my head, but it's something like this guy knows how to write. Um, so big, big stand out there because I'm a Bradbury reader. And then uh, you also have stories for nighttime and some for day. Uh, so at least two collections of short stories out there in the world. And are you also the Ben Laurie that does picture books as well? I believe there's a picture book out there. There is one picture book. I'm not yes. really a picture book person. Yeah, um, yeah. But yes, there was one. I had a story that was supposed to be in Stories for Nighttime and Some for the Day mm -hmm. that didn't make it in because I had to, to really trim the collection down from 100 stories to 40. So we took one of those stories, which was The Baseball Player and the Walrus, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. sent that out to some picture book publishers and it got published, but it wasn't written as a picture book. And the process of dealing with children's book editors and publishers was, I think that was a one-time thing for me. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. There yeah. a, lot of, a lot of cooks in the kitchen. I see, I see. I've never been part of that process. I've done the academic publishing thing, uh, but, but good to know, good to know. Um, and try different things, I suppose. I'm so curious in general about what connected you to the written word. At what point did you know I, I'm going to be a writer and I'm going to share some stories at some point in my life? You know, it's a hard question and there's lots of answers and they all sort of conflict. Mm -hmm. um, so, well, I guess the easiest first one is I still don't know that I want to be a writer. <laughs> no, it was uh, at some point I started writing stories and it was just a thing I was doing and I saw it as a single project and then I just have kept doing it but I always think you know when am I going to start my my real career but I don't really know what my real career would be otherwise so so that's answer number one um, then there's two other answers and the first one is that I sort of had no choice uh, from the beginning, you know, my, my parents were both English teachers. They'd met in grad school for English, and all they were ever interested in was books, books and movies and music. And I grew up in a house that was way on the outskirts of town. There was nobody else around. Like, there, you couldn't even get to other kids. Even on my bike, mm -hmm. it was just impossible. We were so far away. And... We didn't have a TV, um, and all we had, this was in the 70s, all we had were books. It was just a house full of books. Mm -hmm. So from a very young age, all my sister and I did was read, and my parents would take us to the library to get, you know, children's books when we were little, and then uh, whatever other books as we grew up. But also there was just this house full of literature, you know, and we were always welcome to read anything Parents never told us what we could and couldn't read. So from early on, we just read and read and read. It's all 
we ever did growing up. So somewhere in my mind, like, I just knew that at some point I would have to write a book because that was kind of all there was. It was like the only thing that sort of mattered in the world, in, in my parents' world anyway, which is the world that I grew up in. Um, I always thought it was going to be a novel because novels were what my parents talked about and what other people talked about in school. That's what people talked about. So I just assumed at some point I'd sit down and write like a 1,200-page novel at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but it was never really what I was interested in growing up in terms of what I was going to do with my life. I always thought of that as way down the road sort of a thing. I wanted to be an astronaut. I wanted to be a rock star. Still kind of want to be a rock star. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I wanted to be a film director. was a really big one. Um, and the, the path that then took me into writing short stories was kind of circuitous. And it was, it was just all kind of accidental. Mm -hmm. um, so that path was... After college, where I studied uh, film history and theory and English as a minor, I wanted to go to film school to become a film director. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Uh, but I couldn't get in because I didn't have a reel of stuff that I had directed. Uh, so I decided I would apply for screenwriting, which was kind of knew that I was a good writer, could kind of get into a program and then transfer over into directing at some point. Mm -hmm. So I applied for screenwriting programs and got in and went off to school, film school for screenwriting. Uh, then quickly realized that I was not cut out to be a film director. I worked on a lot of film sets my first year in film school as a assistant cameraman and watching the directors and seeing what they actually had to do, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. including you know, waking up at four in the morning, <laughs> right. just just always telling people what to do and being able to speak very convincingly about your vision and really lead people. I've always been someone who just sits in the back and doesn't like to speak to anybody. And I like to sleep until noon or one in the afternoon. And mm -hmm. I was just, I was just like, oh no, I just can't do that. It just looked like <laughs> hell. So then I became a screenwriter, trying to tell the short version of this story. So I was a screenwriter for years, um, and I had a writing partner. And we worked together and wrote screenplays. Nothing ever got made, but mm -hmm. we got work and paid the bills and et cetera. But we had very different taste in everything. And so after like five, six years, depending on how you want to look at it, we decided to to give it up because we just could not agree on even what kind of jobs to try to get. Mm -hmm. So then I went off on my own to continue being a screenwriter and I needed to come up with a writing sample that I had written by myself to get work as a screenwriter. Because when you have a screenplay that you wrote with somebody else, they know somebody wrote it and mm -hmm. somebody's just kind of coattails. So I had to write a screenplay on my own. So I sat down to write bunch of ideas for screenplays to pick one to write into a screenplay. So I very quickly wrote what I was thinking of as treatments, just kind of two or three page long ideas for screenplays. 
And I was just stockpiling them until I figured out which one I wanted to write as a screenplay. And it was only after I'd written like 20 or 30 of those that I realized I liked them the way they were as these very short stories. Uh-huh. And they really, they really weren't like anything I was reading uh, because they were so kind of stripped down, uh, very little in the way of description. Characters often didn't have names just because when you write a screenplay, you don't worry about people's names because they always get changed mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. the end anyway. So you just usually just kind of write screenplays with like boy, girl, man, woman, teacher kind of thing. So I was writing stories in this very stripped down way. Everything was just visually described because it was just what was going to be on screen. Mm -hmm. And they were very surreal and kind of strange. And I just really liked them. And I also realized that they weren't really ideas for screenplays because most of them would either take place over the span of about a day and involve only one character or they would take place over the span of like 500 years. Like they just were not feature film ideas. Mm-hmm. So just right then I decided, oh, I'll just write a book of these stories instead. That's what I'll do. And I just had this vision. It was like this picture of this book in the clouds with angels singing, like in a <laughs> Monty Python animation. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and that just became my goal. I was going to write a book of a hundred of these stories. And so I sort of became a short story writer. I'd already been writing the stories without knowing that that's what I was doing. Then I realized, oh, I'm writing short stories. And so then I kept doing it from there. But I never saw it coming. I never decided to sit down and write short stories. I never even read a lot of short stories. Before it was only then that I was like, Oh, I gotta read some short stories. So then as I was writing them, I started sort of frantically reading short stories uh, to figure out the world that I was in. So it all kind of happened backwards. Um yeah, it's yes, it still really kind of blows my mind when I think about it. It surprised me as much as anyone. I love an inductive path. I love that. Um, and I love that there are multiple pathways to writing or to whatever somebody wants to pursue. Um, so that's it's really cool. I, I was going to ask, again, kind of a Ray Bradbury sort of question here of um, where did the ideas come from? Where are some places that you go for sort of creative inspiration? Um, well, I, I mean, those are two different things for me. That So mm-hmm. I, in terms of ideas... I really just, I don't have ideas. I don't work with ideas. When I was a screenwriter, it was all about ideas. And uh, it was always very hard for me because like I would get an idea, but it was always a bad idea. Every idea I've ever had in my life has just been a just a dumb idea. And when I sit down and try and write it, it's just bad and I hate it. And it's homework because I'm just trying to turn this idea I had into into something, I don't know, maybe I just have bad ideas, but I've never written a story out of an idea. Um, The thing that sort of freed me to write, um, well, yeah, a little side story. So um, I I took a class in writing stories and the teacher who was Dennis Etchison, who was a, a 
horror writer, primarily mm-hmm. short stories. This was back when I was still trying to write a a screenplay on my own, and I couldn't do it. And I decided that I would sign up for a class, and I took some screenwriting classes. This is after I was already a screenwriter for years. <laughs> Uh, just I figured it would maybe get some ideas flowing and took a screenwriting class and they were like go home and come up with an idea a bunch of ideas and come back and present them and then we'll pick one and I went home and came up with a bunch of ideas and I hated them all mm-hmm. went to class and presented them and some people liked some and some but they were all just being nice because they were just I think they were just bad ideas and then I tried to turn one into a screenplay and I just couldn't do it. It was just, I don't know, it was hard. And then I saw this sign at my local bookstore, which isn't there anymore, but the Mystery and Imagination Bookshop in Glendale. And they said that they were having a class in writing short stories um, taught by Dennis Atchison. And so I figured I'd go to this class and I'd learn something there about writing stories that would translate into writing screenplays. Mm -hmm. So I went and kept going and each week I'd wait for him to explain like how to how to turn your idea, how to come up with a good idea, how to turn it into a into an outline that you didn't turn into a story. And he just wasn't talking about that. And then one one week somebody raised their hand and they said, But how do you write a story? And he said, What do you mean? And they said, Well, how do you like do you write an outline? Like, where do you get the idea from? He's like, what? No, I just and I just sit down and I start writing and uh, I just uh, find a character and I just sort of follow them through from the beginning until I get to the end of the story. Mm-hmm. And everybody laughed. I laughed because it was just obviously not how you write a story. You know, <laughs> coming from screenwriting, you have to come up with all these scenes, put them on note cards, put the note cards on a board, right. move them around endlessly. <laughs> talk to people about them but the idea of just sitting down and writing it like it just blew my mind never thought never once considered doing that but I figured I would give it a shot so I went home and decided I would give it a try and wrote the first story but what I would later realize was I was still thinking of them as just an outline for a screenplay <laughs> right then um, so anyway, what I took from all that is that the way that I write stories now is I don't have ideas. Whenever I have one, I just say, forget it. I don't want to do that. Uh-huh. And when I go to write a story, I just sit down and I take a blank document and I make my mind as blank as I can make it and just sort of sit there for a while. And then I just take the first image that comes into my head, whatever it is. I don't say no. Like I just take the first thing, which usually for me is uh, is an object of some kind. It's why I write so many stories about like that are called a thing, like the crown or mm-hmm. the, the octopus or the the sword or whatever. Just an image comes to mind, and then I just quickly grab a character. It doesn't matter who, man, woman, boy, girl, an animal or a. Uh, anthropomorphized object Uh uh I have them interact with that object and then I just sort of follow along from there sometimes that thing that comes to mind isn't an image or an object sometimes it's a line of dialogue 
Sometimes it is like a, a place. Sometimes it's just sort of an opening sentence. Mm -hmm. um, but whatever it is, whatever that first thing is, like that's the assignment for the story. So mm -hmm. then I sit down and use that as the first line. I'm not allowed to change that first line. And then I just write from there until the end, which is it's usually the wrong end, but an end. I force myself to write from that first image or thought through to an ending. Mm -hmm. So I'm writing a first draft in full uh, each time I sit down to, to, write a, to write something. And then once I have a first draft, which is usually garbage, you know, then, then you have somewhere to start. Right. Then you can go back and edit and fix things. And so my process has always been to just write as many first drafts of things as I can just to get things on paper. In the old days, I used to do one a day. Now I don't I don't have the time to write one a day now, but I try to do it as often as I can. Um, so, yeah, so I don't get hung up on ideas. Uh -huh. uh, the, uh -huh. the, Ideas come out of the characters and the situations, um, or they are just kind of inherent in that object or whatever that thing is, that flash that I first grab. But I don't think of ideas in terms of, okay, here's a beginning, here's a middle, there's going to be this thing that's happening and it's going to end that. Like I never have any conception of the overall story or where it's going to go or what's going to happen or what it's going to be about thematically or anything. Just kind of launch into it and, and pray <laughs> that something good happens. Love it, love it. Uh, yeah. Inspiration. Uh -huh. Inspiration is a little different uh, for me. Inspiration always sort of comes from, things I am upset, upset about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, whenever I'm having a bad day, that's a good day to write a story for me. Mm. Whenever something upsetting is happening in my life, that's prime story time. Whenever there's bad news on the news, that's probably a good day to sit down and write a story. Like I, Stories are always sort of me working. Through. I don't know it. I just feel upset. And so I write and that helps me sort of work through things. Whenever I'm happy, everything's going well, it's not a good time to write a story. Like I just, what am I gonna write about? I just feel like, I don't know, going out and enjoying the day or having a nice meal or something. Mm -hmm. So, um, which is kind of messed up. I wish I could write when I was happy, but I really do write uh, from from being unhappy, from, from things that I'm upset about. So I have to sort of keep my guard there so I don't... Yeah, yeah. Like, like there's a, a risk. I always feel this sort of impulse to blow up my life and destroy everything. So then I will be really upset and have lots of problems and then I'll have a lot to write about. But, you know, luckily or unluckily, the world is a total mess. So right. it keeps feeding me things without me having to cause problems on my own yeah yeah the muse is out there particularly in the news um absolutely yeah. and i love that idea of writing as processing through and um thinking about things that upset you and things that you want to change and um yeah 
very, very therapeutic in a way. Yeah, it is. The thing is, when I'm writing them, I never realized that's what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. it's, only, it's usually only when I get to the end of a story that sort of what it's all about and what I'm dealing with sort of crashes in on me. Right. When I'm actually writing a story, I always feel like I'm just pulling it out of thin air. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with me. I'm just writing about some some nameless character, some invented person who's dealing with all this stuff. And then every time when I get to the end of the story, I'm like, oh, this is me again. This is me <laughs> I'm writing about again. Why does this keep happening? <laughs> I think I'd figure it out after a while, but so far I haven't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that changes the last question a little bit. The last question is going to be, what are you doing creatively at the moment? But maybe um, sort of a creative vision uh, moving forward. I know you have two collections that are out in the world. Any um, Anything that's captured your creative interest at the moment? Well, I just write stories. So I just keep writing stories. You know, I have <laughs> a third collection, which is done now. Um and it's it's with my agent and being shopped around in the early stages. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, otherwise, I don't know. I mean, I just write stories. So I figure I'll just keep writing stories. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't, you know, the, the thing that really freed me to write anything uh, was just sort of giving up on having plans, <laughs> right. which is uh, sort of a scary way to live. Um, and I know that it doesn't, I could be making a lot of money if I chose my projects, but I don't, you know, and everything I write is just a short story because that's what comes out. Um, you know, there's a part of me that really wishes I could go back to writing screenplays because I feel like I understand it mm -hmm. now and I feel like I'd be a lot better at it. Um, but I don't really want to do that. Yeah, you know, like yeah. the idea of going back into those rooms and having to go to endless meetings and talk about stories and lay things out and have everybody tell you what should happen here and what should happen, have everything be stripped away from thing you're working on that you actually liked. And um, it was just such a brutal, unpleasant business mm. that I wasn't very good at, but paid so well. You know, and, and I, so I always kind of wish that I could get back to that. Um, but I think that's over at this point because I just don't have the desire to actually do that work and be in that world. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm probably, I hesitate to say stuck writing short stories because I could write other things. I know I could probably try to write a novel, but again, that just sounds like something I don't know how to do. That would take a lot of planning. I don't think I could write a novel by the seat of my pants the same way that I write stories. And I feel like I could sit down and easily spend two or three years writing a novel and it just might be terrible. Like it really just might be terrible. Whereas I know that if I take that time and write stories, like they'll probably be pretty good. Like I, I think I can... I think I can write a story at this point. Yeah. And yeah, I think definitely. If I, yeah. If I think if I take three years and dedicate that to writing stories, I'll be happy with mm -hmm. what I do. So, and I don't really have any, 
like I don't have an idea for a novel. I don't have any great drive to write one. Again, it's it's purely like a commercial, financial thing that pushes me in that direction. So mm-hmm. probably not going to do that. So <laughs> I don't know. Just going to keep writing stories, I think. Uh, I, I think that sounds great. And I think there's a, a beauty to the short story form that, uh, especially when you have a one that hits just right or a collection, then I think that it's uh, a really enjoyable thing. So there are lots of novels out there, lots of lots of screenplays and lots of films, but um, always intrigued when I see a short story collection come across my radar that that grabs me. So uh, I appreciate your work. I appreciate what you're doing. Appreciate your time. Um, did we miss anything in the talk through that you want to make sure to mention? No, I don't think so. All right. All right. Um, I will ask for folks that want to follow along and kind of read what you're doing, are there web spaces, um, spaces online where folks can connect? Well, uh, you know, I post everything that I'm doing. So recent short stories that have come out in periodicals as opposed to collections, I always post them on my website, which is just my name, benlaurie.com, two O's. Mm Um, I'm also on, you know, everything. I don't know, Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, on Twitter. I don't really, I moved over to Blue Sky from Twitter, but I'm still on Twitter. And I guess that's it. What yeah. else is there? TikTok. Yeah. I'm not on TikTok. Are you on TikTok? <laughs> I am not. I'm not. I've heard things. I have lots of students that enjoy TikTok, but I personally, uh, I'm not on there. I'm one of those Facebook and Instagram sort of people. So that's where I am right now. And threads. I'm on threads. Oh, yeah. I haven't done the threads. I always think about starting a TikTok so I could actually read my stories. But I think that the length is too short to fit an uh, entire story within. So kind of yeah. confused about that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a story tease. Yeah, story tease. Yeah. Or I suppose I could do it in chapters. I don't know if they let you do that. Anyway, I'll look into it. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. And eventually, sometime soon, there will be something else on social media to look into, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but but thanks for a wonderful talk and glad to have you back on anytime as the third collection makes its way into the world. If you'd like to talk about that, I'd be glad to have you back. I'd love to come back. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much. All right. See you later. See you.